to start the way back at 1993, I want to take you back to 1989. Yeah. And when he joined Stoke, I think it was transfer record, 480,000. Part of a million pound transfer uh, summer spending spree. I thought you were probably joining a club on the up. Um, well, yeah, I think uh, obviously I knew I knew Mick from from Ipswich days, so uh, he sold to me. He said that obviously the, the, it's quite common that everyone was aware that Stoke had a bit of a hard time. Um, I'd actually played against them in the, the season that they were relegated with, with the lowest points, so you know um, Mick seems to have had them turn around a little bit. They just missed out on playoffs like two, two previous years. Um, He'd, have been, he'd been given a few quid, so I thought, right, I wasn't guaranteed a place in Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I'd rather have been playing football, so I just said, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come. The next two seasons must have been the most frustrating of your career. Well, yeah, um, I think I, I did it at the Leeds game at home. I scored, scored on me done on that day, and um, just towards the end of the game, landed on a straight leg and, and, uh, and damaged the cruise ship. Managed to play on for another, another sort of half a dozen games or so before it finally snapped on me. Um, did you, you realise there was a problem at all? Yeah, yeah it, I missed it. We played the, the Leeds game, um, drew one each, and then midweek we played Barnsley. And after the game, and he just came up like a balloon. And um, I'd had a problem with it at, at Sheffield Wednesday um, the previous year. Um, thought it was something similar. Um, it settled down a little bit, but was never quite right. It was always one of them where every time I trained or played, it, it, it swelled. So we knew there was some form of problem and what was going to be, how major it was going to be. That's the only thing I wasn't really certain of. Um, I had a good idea of it, but it was just waiting for the confirmation. But whilst I was still able to play, I just thought I'd try and carry on. Um, it's quite ironic the fact that I, I did it at, at Bournemouth when I finally went. Um, Mick had obviously had been sacked and Alan had taken over as a, as a caretaker capacity then. Um, but it, it finally went then, so I was actually due to get a suspension on it because I'd been suspended against Millwall um, in one of the cup games. So we thought, we, after the two week suspension I had, we thought with a bit of luck I'd, I'd be able to go and get some surgery and hopefully that would sort it out. But uh, as it turned out, it was a lot longer than that. Well, yeah, it's pretty much must be eighteen months going on for that. Well, I, 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 it was I eight months on the left one. Got back playing to some degree. Played a few first team games, um, and then I did the right one. So uh, again, it took a bit time after that one. Um, that's where I swear. <laughs> you must have had cursed. You joined a club that you thought was going up. Well, I, gone, 30, I think I played thirty games in two years. Um, the two years of my contract. The contract obviously came to an end then when Lou was here, so I, I ended up taking a big pay cut um, to prove my fitness. And then the first two years of Lou, I played 52 games and 55 games and never quite proved my fitness. <laughs> um, when I ever speak to Lou about this season or the season before, he says the priority when he came to the start was to, to get you playing and to do whatever it took to, to get you playing. I think with the rest of the team, he was running them ragged. What, what was your training regime? No, I was still there with him. <laughs> I think um, he got me fit. That was he's got me fit. Um, I, I did all the work that the other team, the rest of the lads did, and that was it. Um, it was only probably towards the end of my career that I was. I really needed to, to try and, and, and find a different sort of fitness regime, but it, it just didn't quite happen for me, you know. Okay. So, what were your thoughts when when Lou arrived in the summer of '91? Stoke were obviously at a low ebb, but you must have known. Lose reputation. Um, yeah, there's a bit of apprehension there. I think from everybody. I think because you know so we, we'd underperformed. We, we, we still had a reasonable team. If, if, if you looked at the players that we had, um, 
and looking back at it, it's probably something like that what we needed, you know, someone like Lou at the time where um, he didn't really complicate it, he kept it quite simple, he made sure that we were all fit, you know, we worked really, really hard, um, didn't really tolerate anything other than that, and, and uh, we knew where we stood really, and, and I think as, as a group of players, because the experience that we had, we sort of, we all got together and then, you know, this is what we've got to do, and, and it worked. The turnaround was pretty quick. I think he, that season he brought in Vince Oberson early on, then he brought in Mark Steen in, in the autumn. Uh, it seems like he was setting the foundations for, for a really special time. Yeah, I think like Lou had a, a sort of he had a, an, an eye for a player that was maybe either gone through a little bit of a bad time or you know needed another chance as such. You know, I think um, with Vince, Vince had done really well at, um, at Birmingham. Um, He'd had him the previous year, knew what he was going to get from him, so he brought him straight away. Uh, with Mark, Mark had been sort of dropping divisions, not getting games, and become a little bit disillusioned, you know. Um, there was a player inside him without a shadow of a doubt, it was just a case of how could we get it out of him. And I think even alone, when he came alone initially, did he score? He only scored one goal, or didn't score at all. And, but you could see he was getting fitter as the, as the games went on, you could see he was getting sharper. Um, and I think he did him a world of good, to be honest. In that season, just missed out on promotion by the playoffs, but got to Wembley, won the autograph trophy. The field goal factor was back. Yeah, the, 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 it was a disappointing end to the season to some degree because we'd obviously, we obviously we we were favourites to go up with probably about six or seven games to go. I think, and then we just sort of oh, people keep saying we run out of steam. I think you know, and I think there's maybe a little bit of that. We 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 we, we hear a bad a bad patch at the wrong time. Um, Got to the playoffs um, against Stockport and Stockport away. Carl Beeson got sent off. We lost one 0 Still thought we'd do the, you know, do the work at our place, you know. And, and we, we played them before. We'd had tight games against them, but we always fancied our chances. Um, and we just got off the worst possible start. I think they scored within a minute of the, of the second leg, and it was always catch up. Like kind of rivalries actually, like when there was Stockport, West Brom, and, and Vale. Um, it was a big division for us, really, in terms of that. You know, West Brom was obviously it had a bad time, and they were they were on the turn, and, and our dealers was there, and, and you know they were talking about the British football and so on and so forth. And Stockport, for some reason, just wasn't the club that we particularly got on with. Obviously, there was um, there was issues with them like, for the next couple of years, really. Coming into that season, then. You've linked up with Vince Overton. You, you were more of a sweeper. How, how did you find that relationship? Did you click straight away? Um, yeah, but Vince was obviously the, the, the lad who liked to try and dominate and liked to go and win the ball. I think, and, and, and many a time we played as a three. So I played sort of the centre of the three, really. So I was, I was the one who was tended to be the spare with like Sandy was on the left hand side. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I was quite happy. I, you know, like, um, whilst I've been used to being playing as a centre half and being very similar to Vince in that respect of wanting to win the first ball, uh, it was quite easy for me to, 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 to let him dominate and, and just tidy up after him. You know, I, I read the game reasonably well, so I was okay to do that. With that defence, you must have felt like uh, you, it must have been a great defence to be a part of. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it, we didn't concede many goals, but we, we, we were very, very solid. Um, again, the way that we play, we didn't really take chances, you know. Um, we, we knew what the priorities were, and it, you know, we, went, we went to a back four. I think that season as well, you know, the season we went up, um, and, and Sandy slipped in as a left back, and quite comfortable again. So um, it was it was it was a good unit that worked well. 
that you've looked at the fixture us this morning to remind yourself of the season. We went seven or eight games before uh, with only one win until we played West Brom. It seemed to be the game that kicked everything off. Yeah, well, we hadn't started particularly well. I think um, we'd, we'd scratched a home win and, and, and we drew three or four games and we'd lost a couple. Um, and nothing was really great, you know. It was, it was like one of them where we weren't really firing. Um, the West Brom came, came along. They'd started the season really well, I believe. Um, so it was a big game, good crowd down at the, at the Vic, and um, fortunately we got the result. But it was, it was a really strange game. It was a very exciting game, no doubt, for the supporters. But a really strange game. Mistakes, you know, involved in quite a few goals. Um, fortunate that we, we got the the four three win. How special was it to score in front of the building? At the state of the game, it was it was great. Um, you know, it was, it was uh, it's just a, a bit of a relief, I think, to some degree, that because the way the game had gone, and, and um, you know, we, did we go up and they, they went two one up and we equalised and they went again, and it was always one of them games where we obviously we ch- like chasing it towards the end, um, and I think if if honest, if I'm honest, the game was probably they, they were probably the better team on the day, and, and we just got it through guts and, and, and hard work. Because that probably set the tone for, I think we were probably four or five games already into an unbeaten run that we went from September till the end of February. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, 26 games and it just it just sort of snowballed and it was one of them where we actually thought every time we went out the gate, out on the pitch, out, we weren't going to be beat. Um, and we, we, we've got a few late goals to, to, to win games, a few late goals to... To, to grab points at, at Brighton, we did this, at, 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 you know, in the like ninety second minute, and Steve Foley scored, and we just we just thought that we were never going to be beat, and, and when we actually did lose to Orleans, we were quite deflated. I think you know it was like really disappointing because like we just thought, well, you know, disappointed. We didn't think we'd end up losing the game. Um, but we just wanted to make sure that we wanted to go back and, and, and start another win, another run to get. Uh, to get the, over the line and, uh, have you ever been part of a team like that before where you, where you just felt invincible um, not no not so many not for so many games I think there's, there's, there's parts of it where you go on a little run of five or six games and you think oh well, you know and, but never to the point where it's got to that many games and you suddenly think you know like one month's gone two months gone and then you think oh, okay and then you suddenly get oh well, you've got Christmas coming up now what's going to happen over Christmas the games are going to come thick and fast and then you get over that period and then you suddenly think this is going to be something going this year. So you kept on looking at the fixtures. You're thinking, well, it's going to take a good performance to beat you. Because even though we weren't playing particularly well at times, we were always going to be very difficult to beat. Um, and I think that, that was the big, the big surprise. We like, we lost to Orleans. They, 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 they were decent that year. I think we were okay that year, but um, we never thought we'd be beat there. Remember Ricky Otto. Um, what was Lou like as a manager during that period? Um, he was alright, he just kept things going. I think he, he, he was he, he he tolerated little bits and pieces that like that we could get away with and but generally it, you know, he, he just wanted to keep it a, a relaxed atmosphere, a happy atmosphere. Um, we worked hard. We, we always we continued to work hard no matter no matter what state that, that run was in, we worked as hard if it was not more um the longer the run went on. Um, he just wanted us to go out to play and, and perform. And there were a couple of players who arrived uh, during that season. There's uh, Dave Regis up front and, and Nigel Gregor who, who made a big impact in midfield. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Kevin Russell that started out the season. So yeah, um, we added to it. Um, 
made some good signings. Nigel Glegor was a great signing. I think he, he, he sort of steadied everything down in midfield. He, he, he complemented like Carl Beeston when he was playing and Steve, and Steve Foley. Um, and that was a big thing, I think, really. You looked at the players that we got and, and we had a river reputation of just being a hard-working team, but we actually could play a little bit. The, the big thing with Lou was that he didn't want us to play from the back. We, we always sort of played from the second ball, in effect. So it took the, it took the chances away from, from uh, making mistakes in the final, in the defensive third. But beyond that, we, we were able to play and we had licence to play and we had players that could capitalise with that. I remember him shouting from the sidelines whenever we saw uh, you all Vince take a couple of touches. Yeah, <laughs> it was a panic situation. You know. <laughs> no, I'd say he didn't want to, He didn't really want us to receive it from the goalkeeper and play out from there. He, he was happy to let the goalkeeper kick it, and, and we played from the halfway line onwards. And I say it was a little bit, a little bit unjust to some degree that we got a bit of a tie because a bit of a direct team. But you know, because we had the, the players in there who, who could thread passes and and, uh, and beat players. We've touched on rivalries a bit. Um, some brilliant games against Vale. Uh, first, the, the home game. Do you remember we beat them two one? Two one, the penalty. Yeah. Was, yeah. It, was it a penalty? Uh, referee said so, so I'm happy <laughs> with that. Um, I, I think it was one of them. You, you look at the today's game and you see it. And you see, you, yeah, it was. It was given that the goalkeeper made a decision that he didn't maybe necessarily make to make. You know, and, and I think that was it. It helped. It helped Mark, um, who, who who played for it ultimately. So yeah, we say it was a penalty. Um, but yeah, the rivalry on the, on the two games there because we went over to Vale Park and um, we beat them there, two 0 But they beat us in the cup twice that year, I think, as well. So uh, they, they were close games, and I think they were obviously they were they were there and there about in the playoffs and whatever as well. So um, it was good to beat them. Um, it was important to beat them, not the fact that it's uh, it was a local rival, but the fact that it kept it, it kept us top of that league at the time. Well, players say that you, some, some Stoke players socialised with them at the time. Is that true? Yeah, they were, they were, we were okay with everybody. You know, it wasn't a problem with that. We, um, like uh, Peter Swan lived on the corner from me, so I, you know, it was, it was, everything was fine. It was just I, the day of the game; it was all forgotten, and you know, you had ninety minutes of of, uh, of hell and torture, really. And then after that, everything was fine. Absolute blood and thunder. Well, yeah, but you know, everyone expects that. You know, it's, it's, it's the local derby. I was very naive when I first came here because I didn't realise they were so close in terms of uh, the location. So when we played the first derby in, in my first season here, you know, I, I was gobsmacked. 27,000 people there, and you suddenly think, mm. you know, you suddenly mean something to these people. You realise how, how much it means, and it, it just it snowballed from that because we played them that many times in that short period. You knew each other inside out. You, you must have got to know Martin Foyle, Martin Foyle intimately. I kicked him a few times, and I like Foyle, he keeps telling me that, but um, no, they were a decent side in fairness, they had some good players, you know, um, Foyle, Ray Walker and, and uh, Neil Aspen at the time, he signed like the same year and I, I came here, um, so yeah, they, they were a decent team, you know, Robin van der Laan was around with really, so they, they weren't bad at all, and uh, John had done really well in getting that sort of group together, and, and they were one of the better teams in the league. So what did they mean then going to their place and winning 2-0 in front of a packed end of Stoke fans with, with Zio scoring on the volley? Well it was a night game which is always special anyway and, and to go there um, and uh, we hadn't done really great in that game but we drawn a couple of games but I don't think we'd done really great in terms of winning and then it was just one of them where it was an important game they were in the top six at the time we were top I think it was and, and we knew that we needed to get some money points to get promoted we had a great start um, Steenie John Butler down the right and Steenie not in, and then, then you sort of think, right, we've got something to hang on there, though, because I think they'd done the opposite to us. I think they'd, they'd, was it that year that they'd scored 
in the cup from Southampton or something. That was after. Was it after? Yeah. Right. Okay. But no. So it, it was just a rather like you wanted to you, you wanted to go and, uh, and and do well at the at the average. Yeah. A, a, a boggy pitch. Yeah, it was always a heavy pitch. It was a big pitch as well. Um, always a big pitch. I was always encouraged them to try and want to play. It, it was a little bit sort of counterproductive, really, because it was a heavy pitch and they wanted to try and play football at times. Um, we just worked really hard, give them no time, give them no space, and, and uh, we capitalised on the little magic. Right, we're into the running. That game put your 10 points clear. Um, were there any nerves going through the final few games? Um, I wouldn't say nerves. There was always that little bit on the edge where you know you were close to it, and, you did, and, and I think especially after the season before, we didn't want to mess it up. You know, I think because I, I, that was the feeling I think we had from the previous year that we, it was in our hands, and we, we lost a couple of bad games at home uh, against lower teams, and we thought, right, we, we just don't want to mess it up. We don't want in that position again. You know, we want to go. We want to go straight away. We don't want the playoffs, and let's just just let's go and do it. Yeah. Lost to Hartlepool, I think. Uh, um, we lost to Hartlepool and we lost to was it Huddersfield or someone? Huddersfield away. Like oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was a couple of bad games out there. But it's a bad one, another bad one at home as well, I think. There was Hartlepool and there was there was, there was another bad can't think down there. Uh, yeah, so we just didn't want to mess it up. So we got to that game against Plymouth, scored really early, uh Glegorn. And then I think it was about two minutes later, Peter Fox pulled off an incredible oh, fantastic save. save in the top corner, top left hand corner, yeah. Um, yeah, but we, well, we, it was one of them, we had a great start, and we suddenly thought that was going to calm us down because it, it was, obviously the tension was running high. And, and, but we never really got started, we never really got playing that game. And, and in fairness, they were the better team. Um, Foxy made a couple of great saves, and, and then it was just sheer backs to the wall, determination, and grit to say, right, you know, we're going to hang on to this. What do you remember of that night? Us, what do you remember of the night? The actual night? I, um, the, the relief after the game, the celebration there, we actually went into Newcastle, I think. Um, but Kenyon took us into Newcastle, bought us a few drinks and whatever. It was, I think the biggest thing was that uh, Lou's comment was like, you know, you win today, you, you obviously you, you go up, you go up as champions. And um, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna see us at the end of the season. So it was like, there was a case that if we won that game, it was like, just turn up to the games, what was left. So like, that was the biggest incentive we ever had. So I thought, right, okay. So we just, we literally, we won the game. Um, I think it was the three or four games left that season. Two, two or three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bolton, Bolton away. Yeah, um, Burnley, I think, home, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, but we just turned up for the games. Like, like just a case of like, go, we're travelling to Bolton on the day of the game. <laughs> See you around four o'clock on the bus, sort of thing. And that was it because he said he, he just sort of turned around and says, "Listen, you've done it. You know, you've actually done it now. So you can't expect, or, or clubs can't expect you to do them any favors. You, you've done it yourselves. Go and enjoy it." So we just literally had a two or three days gap, gap where we hadn't, we didn't train. I think Chick goes in for the morning of the game, and, uh, the, the, the following game after that, and, and blew a few cobwebs, and then went and played at ball. Uh, yeah, I think it was a battle game for the team. Who cares? Well, that was it, yeah. And I think, that, I think ultimately, by Bolton beating us, I think they, they forced a the bail off. Didn't they? I don't like that green off your face. So, yeah, well, no, but no, we did, it just said it rightly, so we, we've done it, we've, we've worked hard, and go and enjoy it. It must be immense pride. Why do you think that team is, is so popular? Because it, it, was, it was a great team in the third tier, but Stoke fans still remember it, so it, was a, it was a real favourite team. Yeah, it's interesting because I, you know, you, you, you do bump into, into supporters and the tenors. So that, that's you know, that, that was the proper football sort of, you know, you know, uh, 
you've got the Premier League now, which is, you know, in, in terms of abilities and standards and quality, it's unbelievable. But, but in terms of football, sometimes it's a, you, you lose the true English nitty gritty sort of games. And um, I think that the, the big thing for them is the fact that it, it was it was probably the turnaround a little bit of the club because um, they'd had a few bad they'd had some some bad seasons prior to that. They were on the up a little bit, and then. Um, we actually just missed out not you know, two seasons after that going getting into the Premier League. So it was a good uh, it was a good time, it was a good team. Um, if we'd held on to a couple of players at the night time I think it would have been a lot better. Good Bobwick supporters as well, all, all together. The crowd was fantastic, you know, and I think even from, from the low days of, of Mike with me coming here in eighty nine, I think if you look at the crowd, the average crowds, I think the year that we I came eighty nine ninety we were relegated. And we still, I think our average crowd was still 12,500, which was two or three thousand more than the season previous. And then it just it sort of carried on that way. I think it, you know, the year went up, the average is 17,000 at home, something like that. And we had obviously sell out games um, against West Brom in the Bay and whatever. So, um, atmosphere was always special down the ground at the Vic. It was, it, was it was a ground that I used to enjoy playing at. There was always that sort of vibration around it. Have you seen Marvellous? Did you get to see it on the talent? I have, yeah, I have. Did you enjoy it? It's obviously really fondly remembered that that, that team, the club at that time, and Nalo and everything else is part of it. It's put a smile on a lot of people's faces. Yeah, um, I, I think it's one of them. I think Lewis, Lewis he, he brought Neil, he got Neil involved with it. He, he wanted to see it as a little bit of a fun and a little bit of a respite for the, for the team to take the seriousness away from it. Um, some bought into it, some didn't buy into it. You know, I think it was it was one of them where you, you can understand why he did it, and you can understand that like, you know Neil Neil was good and, and he was harmless enough and all that, but uh, he did get some stick. <laughs> right, you better bring us up to date with, with what you've done since you've hung up your boots and how's your knee, how your knees. Um, yeah, I've had another two or three off since then, so I'm up to 15 now. So the knees are all right. The, the hang on in there. Um, I've sort of been told I'll need a replacement at some point. It's just when. Um, so it gets me about. It does okay. I'm still active in football. I'm, I'm still doing. I'm working at Wolves part time for their academy. Um, they're obviously having a good season this year, so that's that's uh, that's benefiting the team um, and the club. So yeah, everything I love to do football wise, and I've got a little bit of delivering on the mornings as well. So I see a few people that uh, recognise me and parcels in the hand.